0: Welcome to
1: Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast.
0: Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, welcome back to the last episode of Felony Friday of 2019. Don't worry, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. This is just the last episode you're going to hear in this wonderful year of 2019. 2020, I can promise you, is going to be even greater and Grander for Felony Friday and for Lions of Liberty. Felony Friday is only one of three shows on this podcast network. Of course, we kick off the week every single Monday with the show hosted by Mark Claire. It's our longest-running program where Mark interviews leaders in the liberty movement. Every Wednesday, we have Electric Liberty Land, which is your weekly dose of uh, comedy, culture, and liberty, hosted by Brian McWilliams. And then we close things down, wrap it up on Friday with a look at the criminal justice system on Felony Friday. And this week we're specifically looking at gun rights, the Second Amendment, policing, lots of fun stuff like that. Got a great guest, actually two great guests. If you consider one of my guests a guest, he's more like a co-host. Because uh, Brian from our Wednesday show is going to be joining me. And I'll introduce uh, both of my, my guests for uh, today's episode. In just a minute, before I do that, I want to let you know where you can find the show notes page, which is very important because we're going to cite several articles throughout this show that you can uh, check out, read along, have a lot of great information in them. So you're going to find that at lionsofliberty.com FF208. This is episode 208 of Felony Friday. And one quick note, I just want to remind you guys that in order to not miss a single episode of any of our Lions of Liberty shows, you need to subscribe. So before you do anything else, as long as you're not driving right now or doing something that uh, is potentially uh, harmful, uh, please take your phone out, look at it, look at whatever you're, whatever app you're in listening to this, hit that subscribe button right now do it right this minute. Then after you do it, I want you to go over to Facebook, if you're on Facebook, and join us in the Lines of Liberty forum. You can find that by typing Lines of of Liberty forum in the search bar at the top, join it, and uh, it's where we have great discussions every single day talking about all kinds of different things about the liberty movement, uh, ideas, philosophy, politics. All kinds of crazy, crazy stuff, and uh, it's not a you know it's a nice, sane sector of the uh, of the internet. It doesn't get wacky. We don't have a bunch of psychopaths there, so it's a nice, calm, really rational corner of the internet. So please join us for some good discussions in the Lions of Liberty forum on Facebook. And if you're not on Facebook, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lions of Liberty. And uh, let's get rolling with today's show. All right, here we are. Welcome back to Felony Friday. Uh, we have a, a great show lined up today. Some interesting guests. One of them you're very familiar with. Maybe fortunately or or unfortunately, I don't know. Depending on how, what you think of our Wednesday show, Electric Liberty Land. Brian McWilliams is on Felony Friday. Brian, hey. Good to have you here.
2: Yeah, good to be back as usual. I'm sure a lot of your listeners accidentally have clicked on my podcast before and then immediately clicked off of it. Although I got to think, you know, um, people that have dealt with misdemeanors and felonies before or just are angry about the world should be able to, uh, to buy into my purview and my take. So they're probably happy I'm here.
0: Probably. Are we gonna get the PG thirteen version of uh, of Brian yes, today? Or? I will rein it in. I will I will be <laughs> PG thirteen
2: at worst on your show. I know, I know I gotta be a good boy.
0: <laughs> All right, and we also have uh Sam Jacobs. Sam is uh from ammo.com. He where he is the lead writer and chief historian. So Sam is actually we're talking to him over in England today. Sam, welcome to Felony Friday. Thanks for having me on, man. And uh, we were just talking pre-show. Sam is uh, enjoying a nice gallon of milk as we record this <laughs> podcast. I want to see if you finish it by the end of
2: the show. <laughs> I can't just see that would be impressive. It's like you're doing your own milk challenge during
1: Felony Friday. I probably will, man. I drink a lot of milk. Is, yeah, well, isn't that a w- strapping like, what, young man?
0: What is the milk challenge? What is it? Drinking a the, gallon the, of milk. The and, gallon challenge is drinking a gallon uh, in like an
1: hour and not throwing up. It doesn't yeah. sound
0: that hard, but it probably is. It's got, it's It's, it's hard. All right. So
1: here's the deal. It's probably really hard if you're not used to drinking milk because the whole reason that I'm drinking milk is because it's a weightlifting thing. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the 20, I'm doing 20 rep squat sets and like, it will absolutely kill you if you don't drink tons of milk. But the first week that you drink milk, your stomach is just like, stop, stop (laughs) putting this in me. Um, But a week in, in, you're like, it's fine. You know, and you just, You're like, I need more milk. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome, man. And uh, so we wanted to have you on the show because you're an interesting guy. And uh, our buddy over there uh, who does your marketing, Alex.
2: Who has been a guest on Electric Liberty Land before.
0: He has been. He has been. Uh, I don't know what episode that was, but I'm sure uh, I can link to I'll it I'll on the show notes page.
2: Yeah, I'll send it to a link it to you. And I, and I do want to mention, too, that Ammo.com has been a, a longtime supporter of our show. So we are very grateful for that um, and uh, and our relationship with Ammo.com. Although this is uh, not nothing to tie it in with the marketing side of things. Just an uh, interesting felony Friday yesterday.
0: Absolutely. Oh, and by and the I'm, way,
2: before we forget, I do want to hear about this because Sam's over in the U.K., and you cannot access or read your own articles. And I wanted to hear more about this censorship. Well, I yeah, yeah, I,
1: I, I could if I had the VPN on, which I should, but I don't. Um, but yeah, I can't. Like, ammo.com won't load. Um, if you, you know, I've heard from a friend that if you try and look at porn, that you will have to actually go to your like ISP and tell them that you want to look at porn and you have to, like, <laughs> give them your credit card information to verify that you're that you're 18. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, England is like the United Kingdom is is a joke. I mean, it's an absolute it's an absolute joke. I have to come over here like once a year, you know, to to, for family reasons. And and I just I marvel at, you know, so the other night we're watching a game show. And then the final round, they have 16 cards on and you have Mm -hmm. to see what the four categories are that four, four out of the 16 have in common and one of them it was like driving fishing hunting and watching TV do you know what these four things have in common driving fishing you need a license you
2: need a license yeah yeah that's right you do you have to pay for your fucking TV in Britain yeah. I forgot about that
0: I totally forgot that that's the same thing that's common in Europe yeah you have to, pay, you have to last pay to week, watch you have to pay to yeah. watch TV in Denmark you have to do that too and they'll like come just, like looking like if you're not paying, they'll come and like look in your windows. Like do you have the a SWAT, well, they, the TV
2: people probably like the United States. You know, we're we're, we're gonna get into the uh, militarization of police departments. But you know, like you know, we've talked about like the uh, the EPA's got SWAT teams over in the UK. The TV people, the BBC's got their own SWAT teams to kick your door, and if you don't pay, your TV license fee.
1: Um, I've I've heard told that if they show up and you're just like, I'm not paying this, and I'm never paying this. <laughs> And go ahead and take me to court. That it's basically like, you know, if you owe your credit card company a thousand dollars and you're just like, "Hey, I'm never gonna pay this," they're just <laughs> kind of like, "Oh, well, the enforcement isn't really, you yeah. know, like, well, worth it." If you're just are like, "Listen, buddy,
0: you're gonna
1: take me to court for this one," <laughs> so maybe just stop showing up. But who knows, dude? I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I honestly believe me- I've never tried it. It's probably, yeah, it's totally one
2: of those things uh, where I'm sure most people just believe they have to pay it and they don't have the willpower right. to fight back mm-hmm. or resist it. So they're just like, all right, well, here you go, it's five pounds or whatever it might be. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: But well, Boris just, is going to stop collab- prosecuting people for it. So, Oh, well, that's good. Which, which the BBC, like, it's funny because the BBC news presenters are all just like, hey, well, this is horrible. You know, cause, like <laughs> where their salary comes from. <laughs> yeah. And like, God forbid that they're not just... Stucking on some government teeth for their stupid yeah. talking head job to like push communism into the news, into the living rooms of all of Britain every night. I mean, the news over to- here is like, you, you. if you think that the news is biased in America, just come oh, hang yeah. out in England for a week and watch the BBC news every night. It is like every single night is. Here's a here's a new thing that you all need to be horrified about and mm. parliament needs to act right now like like last year when we were over it was uh, it was it was zombie knives you know so these oh, stupid yeah. like like mall ninja knives that like are all whatever crazy And, 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 you know, like Klingon swords and stuff. Like that was, (laughs) no, like literally, like they're like, this was used by Klingons on Star Trek. We need
2: to ban Batleths. I think I got that right. I'm a a Star Trek nerd a little bit, so I think I got that. Batleth?
0: Yeah. Um, well, we oh, could, I mean, I know we could talk about how shitty the UK is the entire show. I mean, <laughs> I, just, I, I do want to find
1: out. I I've want been to here for three because- weeks, man. So if you want to talk for an hour about how bad the UK is. I like-
2: got to find out a little bit, you know, we got to get into the, fel- the the felonies, of course, but I got to yeah. find out what was just, you're on the ground there for the reaction to more oh, yeah to being elected and I mean are people I mean the majority of the country now supports this and and rejected socialism but are you seeing a lot of lefty uh lefty you know news people and
1: lefties in the streets go absolutely you know crazy over it well I mean I think that like there's kind of a more a more nuanced like reason for why labor lost Mm -hmm. um I mean for one like you know the Tory party is not kind of this avatar of libertarianism yeah, uh, yeah. Peter Hitchens wrote a really good article about it I mean I mean it's like if you know in rejecting Bernie Sanders they voted for Hillary Clinton or something like it's yeah. very it, the, the Tories have very much just kind of absorbed all of the Blair um, voters but the the north which is the which is where I am and which is like you know the the north is like you know, Labor's California. Like they don't lose, they don't lose in the North and boy, did they ever lose in the North in this election? Mm -hmm. And the reason they lost there, you know, for the most part is that labor, this is going to sound very, very familiar to you guys. um, Labor is not the party of labor anymore. Labor is the party of like weird sexual identities, Mm -hmm. um, ultra wokeness, you Mm -hmm. know, centered in London um, those kinds of sensibilities and the people up up north you know are more interested in these kinds of bread and butter issues um and corbin was kind of a like throwback to pre blair <coughs> labor i'm going to shut my email off so that doesn't happen again mm-hmm. um but you know like he was kind of a throwback to this this pre-Blair labor but he also did a very very poor job of triangulating between Blair um you know woke tards Mm -hmm. and and actual people who actually work for a living or are from you know post-industrial kinds of kinds of communities um Mm -hmm. so like you know the north is to call it California is like Not really true. It's much more like the Rust Belt because it's still, you know, like so. So the Tories won. Blythe Valley is a mining town, you know. So this is like if Trump won Detroit. Yeah. Um. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's it's it. And it is. It does parallel that to to that extent. But Boris is not Trump. Boris is more like you know. I don't know, politically incorrect Hillary Clinton or something like it's (laughs) the, the analogy doesn't really like transfer over, over in that way. But the whole, the, the left wing party that was traditionally the party of the working class abandoning the working class for these like weird these weird niche values that are only kind of popular among right. you know, top 10% wage earners in big cities. Right, um, yeah. The people that, that aren't actually very, feeling the
2: impact of a lot of the policies they're pushing because the working people in the middle class, lower class are going to feel the impact of that. Yeah, no, I, right. I think it, yeah, you see the, the parties, what they're doing is, de- is very closely mirroring what's happening in the U.S. for sure. Um, and that's yeah. why well, you're seeing that. I, mean, I think that, and I said this on my show this week too, but I think you're going to see the exact same thing happen in the U.S. too. I mean, I, I just, the way it's going, especially with the Trump impeachment stuff that just happened, it's definitely going to be pushing people away from Democrats. So I think Trump's going to win, just like Boris got these shocking results in formerly labor-centric uh, communities. The same thing's going to happen here. Yeah.
0: Trump's polling numbers have gone up uh, yeah. throughout the impeachment every, process. Every week. So, <clears throat> But anyway, let's get started talking about guns. That's why everyone's listening, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> So, Sam, uh, I mean, let's start off with uh, an obvious question. You're a guy who grew up in New England, not the most gun-friendly area. No. <laughs> how'd, you get, how'd you get into it? Um, I, I've actually always
1: believed in the right to bear arms. Um, you know, I was, I, unsurprisingly, I was very, very left as a youth. Um, and I don't mean like Democratic Party left. I mean, you know, far, hard left, like communist type. Hmm. um left and to me it was just idiotic that like like oh yeah we're gonna abandon like working people to fucking cops you mm. know it just sounded yeah. like absolutely stupid to me um because how they you know, have an article about robert f williams on the website who was uh who ended up fleeing to cuba um, but he was a black civil rights leader who basically felt the same way like we can't we can't count on cops to defend us from the mm-hmm. Klan. Um, I knew about him at a very young age. I knew about you know like the Black Panther Party at a very young age, and so that was my frame of reference. You know, when I was in high school, through into my like you know late twenties probably. Um, and you know, there's like there's a lot of reasons why I, why that isn't my my political frame anymore. I actually think that the transition from that you know makes more sense than people would think because like i'm not some you know anarcho-capitalist type i'm, I'm my politics are aligned pretty closely with like pat buchanan um mm-hmm. so it's not really like that far of a journey to be a leftist who's actually interested in the concerns of the working class to be to transition to like a more kind of right populist um you know Role, But the thing that I do have in common with libertarians is that I'm extremely like skeptical of the ability of the federal government to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that there's always like this giant burden, this giant hurdle that you have to get over to, to justify like the government's going to do something because dot, dot, dot. Okay. Well, that's, that's great. Your intentions are wonderful, Mm -hmm. but like, here in the real world, things play out very, very differently than how y- you want them to. You know? So I have this kind of extreme skepticism of the, the federal government um, enforcing laws in ways that are non-punitive to political enemies, for example. Um, I am very into the conservative idea, which I do, think is, I do think this is a specifically conservative idea, of unintended consequences Mm-hmm. That like just because you f- you have a feeling or you want something to be done a certain way doesn't mean that it's going to turn out the way that you yeah um think that it will. But I also am like extremely skeptical of of, of big companies and like big organizations in general. Like I just mm-hmm. I, I I'm into more decentralization um and local control and things yep. like that. I mean you can see like we have um, I don't know if it's up yet or not. I think it is. But we have stuff on the site that I wrote about how. Um, you know, uh, the the attacks on the second amendment and the first amendment are much more coming from private corporations now. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, and, and I think that it's a total straw man to say that libertarians have this worshipful attitude towards corporations because I just don't, I don't think that that's true. I think it's a straw man. No, no, definitely not. What um, is a
2: straw man? especially because, you know, we decry, I think the problem that people don't People don't see the libertarian, the nuanced position, whereas, yes, we're four private companies, we're four companies being able to exist and and operate in the free market. But the problem is when they're so closely tied in with government and the excessive um, scope of government that you just have crony capitalism controlling virtually everything. And that's what people, when they criticize the privatization approach, they're not realizing that we're looking for a full uh, division from government and Corporations, so they can't influence public policy, or they can't get in and, and try to, uh, to push regulation, push Second Amendment controls. We look at the financial institutions, you know, getting involved in, uh, in regulating what people can and can't do, gun purchases, you know, like several. I think there was at least one right. prominent financial institution that now wouldn't support a certain, uh, you know, purchasing of firearms or something like that. Um, so, yeah, that's where, I agreed, libertarians have a much more nuanced position than people want to acknowledge.
0: Yeah, I mean and these these large corporations part of the reason why they become so large is because they're able to write the legislation yeah. which uh insulates them right. from competition.
2: Yeah. and attack so, smaller people coming right. up. And I'm, and the I'm more like regulation is the harder it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So right. I mean yeah, there's definitely So, definitely so a, you know I, 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 I Yeah, go ahead. Tim. No, I just I was I was just running my mouth. It's fine.
2: <laughs> no, no, man, that's what this show's about.
0: That's, that's what all podcasting's all about. <laughs> You're a natural. <laughs> I mean, let's start talking about some of these Second Amendment issues. And I mean, be- before we start talking about, are we going to talk about the Virginia Boogaloo? Yeah, let's start yeah, there. Yeah, let's boogaloo. Let's, let's start right <laughs> there. I want to talk about the boogaloo. So is is it going to happen?
1: I got to go get my luau skirt on, guys. <laughs>
2: I just do love the moniker of the boogaloo.
1: It's pretty. Well, pretty look, nice. man, remember- <laughs> this. The, the, like the virginia thing is we'll 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 see we'll see what happens i know that there's like a people like to talk a people like to talk a big game people like to talk people like to post edgy memes on instagram but we'll see what really happens because i yeah. do think that like you know there it's like it's such a cliche and a joke now the guy who's got the the guy who's got the blue lives flag and the don't tread on me flag on the back of his truck, (laughs) you know, but like, that's a, that's a guy. Like we've all seen that guy in the Kroger parking lot and kind of rolled our eyes about it. Um, So we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what happens, you know, with, with all of this. I mean, I think that the sanctuary city thing is like more where I would put, I think that's more the, the boogaloo trigger than like, you know, a bunch of guys with $250 rifles mm-hmm. uh, playing soldier in their backyard. I think it's more going to be sheriff's. De- I think it's specifically going to be sheriff's departments um, because, because sheriff's departments, many of your leaders listeners will cringe when I use this term. Sheriff's departments are tend to be peace officer, have a peace officer mission statement. Mm. And, and, and as opposed to a law enforcement mission statement. So like cops, I think are basically gonna be useless, you know and well useless for second amendment advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, but sheriff's departments, I think will you know, like forty percent of the sheriff's departments in in Virginia are just saying no. We're not and not just like looking the other way mm-hmm. is the thing too. Not just quietly looking the other way, but saying no you know actively saying like we're not going to enforce this and then like you know it could things could escalate very quickly but it- it's always like you know people like to talk people mm-hmm. like to talk so what they'll actually do when you know the national guard marches into their town is like you know anyone's guess and i'm not i'm not i'm not like specifically poo-pooing it and saying, oh, well, they're not going to do anything. It's it's just like, we'll see what they do, you know, because yeah. who knows? I think it's all going
2: to come down to, I mean, if they if they actually go and try to do a door-to-door thing, that's when I think you're going to see, that's what I think the, the likelihood of real violence could actually spring up. I mean, because I think even local cops, like, you know, we're talking about the militarization of cops, so they've got all the heavy weaponry, probably to rival the National Guard in many ways. But I don't know if, you know, local cops, if they are going to have the, the guts to go door-to-door in communities where they know the people and knowing that, look, they could be killed. Their families are going to have nobody to come home to. Um, that, I think, might be a reality. The National Guards a different issue, though, because those people don't know the locals. They're marching on orders from the government. So that's where I could see things maybe kicking up if they did try to well, go that's door-to-door. That's not necessarily
0: true, though. I mean, it, the the National Guard people, National Guard members could be members of the community. Um, they could they be will I mean, because it's state by yeah. state right it's organized on it's a state, state by
2: state yeah but i mean yeah. they could be from a different a different part of the state and if they were smart they would you know if they're going to do it assigned be like you from this community you're going over there you're coming over here you know unless they're just complete idiots which they
1: might be well that's specifically like that's interesting because it goes into my other like my you know my prehistory and my knowledge of history from that is like that's how the soviets used to put down uprisings in uh like in hungary when there was the Hungarian uprising in 1956 um, the cops and the military for the most part sided with the uprising because yeah. like, as it turns out, if you're told that your job is to protect workers and then you're told to run them over with tanks, you mostly <laughs> don't want to do it. So they would have to like, they had to bring in people from either from yeah. areas that didn't speak the language or from other countries in the, in the Warsaw pact. And um, they told, they told them it was a fascist uprising this is like yep. how they how they were able to crush the Hungarian and East German uprisings was they told them they were fascists, which mm-hmm. I guess like some things never change because that still works really well today. Yeah,
2: it it seems to be working like a charm here in America. I'm sure that's what the Democrats will use to uh, to justify sending troops against uh, Americans if they get back into power.
0: Well, I mean, th- sure they can try that today. The mainstream media can try that same type of man- manipulation, or the government can put out that propaganda. But I mean, people see through that today. I, I, I mean so. hopefully There's, they do. Do, do. I mean they half, though? Half, the, half the country are, they are, are
2: rabid rabid lunatics that believe that <laughs> Donald Trump is literally Hitler. So that's, like, that's
0: true. That's true. But it's only half. I mean, it's not like <laughs> Yeah. I was just gonna say I wanted to go back to because you've written I mean, in your uh, the article Weapons of War on the Streets, a guide to the militarization of America's police, you wrote about the difference between really a law enforcement officer and a peace officer. I was wondering if you could kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Well, a peace officer is just supposed to keep the peace and a law officer just enforces the law.
1: Mm. I mean, that's like, I, I think that I don't want to like overstate this too much, but I do think that it's a significant and important difference and you can see it in the ways that, you know, that, that kind of sheriff's departments tend to be at the forefront of this stuff. Um. So, like, yeah. I mean, um. Uh, what's his name? God, I can't think of Andy's Andy Griffith's character's name from the Andy. Oh, uh,
2: and Mayberry. Andy uh, Taylor.
1: Andy Taylor. You know, Andy Taylor is a peace officer and Dirty Harry mm. is a law enforcement officer, <laughs> though Dirty Harry is awesome. So maybe I shouldn't use it. Yeah. A, how dare you be <laughs> the name of Dirty Harry, man? <laughs>
2: and Clint Easton, but, you one know, the, one like of the that's conservative filmmakers.
1: <laughs> so we talk we talk about I mean, there's an article on on uh, it may have been in the um, in in the weaponized police article. But I, if I wasn't in a, you know, totalitarian uh colony of the united states i could look it up <laughs> but um the you know there's like a, um there's a difference because police police officers i mean god that's like all they have over here is like police 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 the rules the rules the rules mm-hmm. and a peace officer is like it's about keep, keep, keep keeping the peace keeping order keeping things functioning so it's not it's it's in many cases it's not you know kind of advantageous for a peace officer to enforce a law even if he knows that a law is being broken either because like say you know in the example of a low-level drug dealer who's constantly ratting on you know on on his on his connection or or whatever i mean it's not really the best example but you you get where i'm going with this is that like it's not always in the interests of public order and public peace to enforce every jot and tittle of every rule yeah. it certainly is not in the interest of public peace and in pu- and public order to go around confiscating AR15s from guys who have you know 10,000 rounds and body armor and like um you know night vision goggles and stuff like this is not this is not in the interest of public order, and I also think that, and again, I don't want to overstate it like you know eighty percent of sheriff's departments are like ready to rock and roll with you know the militia movement or anything, <laughs> yeah because I certainly don't believe that, but if you say it's like to use you know the three percenter thing, say it is three percent of them that's still a lot mm-hmm. that's significant, especially because. there's there's, tends to be a wildfire effect to these things where like, you know, people don't want to be the first person to stand up, but it's a lot Mm -hmm. easier to be the second person to stand up. And, and this, the example that can be set by, you know, 3% of sheriff's departments in this country, 3% of municipalities in this country to the other 97, I think is not, that's the thing that's kind of where it's not to be, um, and you know, you know what,
2: man? At. To, to uh, jump on that point of the three percent. I, I mean, I remember a lot of sheriff's departments with the drug war and legalization of marijuana. They were also, you'd see a lot of sheriff's departments saying, "Look, we we're not going to enforce this," you know, and and they were some of the first people to step out and say, "This is a this is a ridiculous practice. Uh, we're not going to move forward with it." But also, why do you think sheriff's departments rather than police departments? Because um, you know, they're both doing effectively the same job. But why do you think there is that little bit more of a an inclination on the sheriff's department side to be peace officers rather than law enforcement?
1: Because they're elected. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'm and I'm like extremely skeptical of, you know, of of like democracy itself, I think, is 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 not really all it's yeah, cracked all, up to be
2: we, we <laughs> all are very suspect of that 51 percent percent be... are killed you mean mob yeah, right mob exactly. rule
0: mob rule doesn't give us the best possible outcome what <laughs> yeah um but you know like at, at a local
1: level um is it, a whole other you know and that's the thing is these sheriff's departments you know they tend to be the the um you know, the, the, the electorate or the, the constituency is like, they're not, they're small for the yep. most part. They're not Los Angeles County. They're not Riverside County. They're not Queens County. You know, they're not whatever the County Austin is in. Mm-hmm. Um But I mean, even like, and it's the thing too, is they tend, like the elections tend to kind of attract, I think also, People that are interested in these issues, oh, of course, and, and so many people just go oh, sheriff. Like, who cares? But like, you know, uh, Uncle Joe, who's got like sixteen shotguns stashed mm-hmm. all around his house, like he knows. He personally knows all the candidates for sheriff, and he's deeply invested in who wins the election. Um, so, I, I think it's 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 function of the democratic accountability and the people who tend to care about who gets elected
0: sheriff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, makes sense. We were talking about the pre-show chat about the Dickey Amendment. Brian, you brought that up, about sort of centered around how Congress has just passed that there can be money now earmarked for gun, what are they calling it, gun safety research? or Yeah. Gun, uh, yeah, gun safety research. Probably more more likely gun control research, but yeah, for <laughs> for the past was it twenty years or since nineteen ninety six? That's when the Dickey Amendment was passed. That was uh, that was a barrier, an obstacle. I'm just curious to get both of your opinion on. I mean, is this a, is this a good thing? <laughs> that because all this money is going to go to the CDC yeah. and to the National Institute of Health. I, I uh, is this good that t- twenty five million dollars of taxpayer money is going to Gun safety research, good sim. Yes, it's wonderful.
1: No, Of course, it's not. It's like, <laughs> no, it's stupid. Next topic. <laughs> yeah, right. It's great. I approve. Double it. Um, it's it, no. It's send it's some it's of stupid. that to
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, exa- it's 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 exactly what I mean when I'm talking. I talked earlier about the notion of of um, you know, the politicization of of the way that these laws are enforced it's like no this is not like you you hit the nail on the head this is not a dime of this is for gun safety Mm -hmm. this is gun control money this is money for the cdc to research you know how like whatever how they're going to figure out some way to regulate guns Mm -hmm. um drafting studies that show you know nine out of ten whatever leads to nine out of ten whatever um, I mean, it's just a, it's like it's almost like some um, some way to fleece the taxpayers to come up with information that counters whatever um, those brave freedom fighters for the Second Amendment at the NRA are putting out. <laughs> yeah. That was well, some well, heavy sarcasm. if no <laughs> Yeah, I know. We, it, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we we got it. We got it. Um,
2: well, yeah, man, it's exactly right. It's this is going to go to I mean, it, to pretend this study is going to in any way come back and be like, Nah, no, nah, it's fine. It's all fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's going to be, it has, there's no possible alternative than this to be activist research. The government is, is going to hire people, the CDC, they're going to find people that are actively going to find what they want them to find, which is that you can control, I don't think you can control suicide rates, but. Whatever it's going to be, the whatever the prescription will be, will be more control, uh, more gun locks, more safes, whatever, whatever it's going to be. It's going to make it harder to get a gun, use a gun. I mean, it is de facto activist research because the government doesn't benefit by them coming back and saying, no controls on guns. So obviously, this is a foregone conclusion. It's just $25 million wasted for, uh, for advocacy research.
1: Well, let me let you in on a little secret, boys. You know, government departments don't come back and go, "Hey, we took all that money that you gave us, and by the way, everything's fine. Right? No yeah. need, no need <laughs> yeah. for another twenty-five million, boys. <laughs> yeah. It's all under control." T- turns it's out we only like, got
2: two percent of the research done. We're going to need about three billion right. more dollars to really dive into this topic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the suicide thing is probably. I would I would guess that it's suicide is going to be where they target the research um which is like weird because it's like the first thing i point out to people is that gun deaths include suicides and right. and 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 i don't mean to to diminish the sadness and tragedy of, of gun suicides but this is not what anyone is talking about when they say gun deaths right. nobody when they say when you say gun deaths do they think suicide um and as and it I- turns out people tend to kill themselves with the means that they have available so you mm-hmm. should look sometime at what the leading cause of suicide is from country to country to country, um, you know, because it's not like people aren't killing themselves because there's guns around. They're using guns to kill themselves because yeah. guns are around. Yeah, if in Africa, in country you just walk that out mauled by
2: a tiger. If we tigers, had, if we, tiger suicides lead in Africa. Tigers. If, if we lived around, in a country with three,
1: 330 million tall buildings, guess right. how people would be <laughs> killing themselves?
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's it's also too, it's one of those things where you go, you know, of this 25 million, like you said, I believe that you're right. It's probably going to go into suicide research, but we already have a a ton of information on suicide with it's already, it's one of the topics that's been looked into time and time again. There's already so much funding for it. So this is just redundant.
0: Agreed. Next topic.
1: I think they (laughs) should take the money and use it to personally persecute the Sackler family if they want to you know do something about suicide <laughs> they should spend 25 million dollars harassing the sacklers
0: i'm not following sacklers. is that the is
2: sacklers. that the pharmaceutical
1: yeah. company the, are the people company? Who, who were selling who were selling dope all over the midwest right
2: that's what i thought yeah i say i yeah. remember something about that tied into yeah opiates Yeah. so uh I like that John wanted to move on to the next topic and is completely unprepared (laughs) to do so.
0: Sacklers. Great work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I actually wanted to come back to, uh, to talk about one of your articles. I wanted to talk about, since you have the background in history and you've written about civil asset forfeiture, if you could, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, you look at civil asset for, for forfeiture, which police are able to essentially, you know, just pull you over. Take any cash you have in your car, send you on your way. And, we'll just take uh, the car,
2: too, and not send you on your way. Too. You're, You're walking. It,
0: Raid your house, take your TVs, and, yep. and you can't get it back. Um, where where does this come from for people out there that kind of wonder how, how this all started?
1: So I love that I wrote that because I tell people about this all the time and they're just like, that's crazy. That doesn't <laughs> happen. Like, this is insane, you know? And, and, and it's like when I started telling people that receipts are toxic. They are. And you should Google it.
2: <laughs> um, okay.
1: But, yeah. The, How many receipts the, uh, have you been eating? I don't, tell you, I don't touch receipts. <laughs> it leaches through your skin. I swear to God, look it up. Oh, damn. Um, but, but, yeah. So I, ha- I now have this convenient resource to send to people. That's like, no, actually, the cops in Texas will just pull you over and take your shit Yep. for like but, but they've committed a crime, right? Uh, no. Um, in some cases, they haven't committed any crime at all. In other cases, they have like, you know, a, a, a glass pipe with weed resin in it mm-hmm. and like, oh, paraphernalia. Um, where it comes from is the drug war. And then it was, you know, and intensified as were most aspects of the drug war and, and federal overreach, which was, you know, when we declared war on another abstract concept that's not going anywhere um, mm-hmm. terrorism. So, yeah, I mean, it's, that's where it came from. They have very, very broad powers uh, to seize your assets, and it's going to cost you about $20,000 to fight it in court. And they know that, and that's about where they stop taking,
0: yeah they, well, i I guess they have taken people's houses before, but you get to that, and point. the thing
1: is too, like you know um they they use civil asset forfeiture against um what's the name of that guy he didn't kill himself Jeffrey Epstein um they used <laughs> civil <laughs> asset forfeiture him. Huh. against him. <laughs> And and it's like yeah, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah. But the but any time they have to, you know, flog civil asset forfeiture as this indispensable tool of police enforcement, of course, like well, we got we we took all of Jeffrey Epstein stuff. You <laughs> know do, do you want do you want uh, child like, yeah, sex slavers to be able to keep their sex slave islands? Yeah. No, no, God, no, I don't. You know, and and uh, that so. Um. Yeah. First, well, the it was government. The drug I mean, war. war then the government it was... does that
2: all the time. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. The government does it all the time with anything. Like any justification for right. the most draconian government policies is always based upon you know some extreme uh, outlier that they go. Well, now it justifies You know, like shoot, like school shooters, like right. You know, virtually anything. Like you know, the Ku Klux Klan. Like all these things. You go. This is a, this is an outlier. And now we have to completely change the way that the government operates. That laws are written. To address this issue, which is so inconsequential in the broader scope of everyday life and living in every, how everybody uh, goes about their days. But anyway, so I keep continue, continue.
1: No, that was about it. I mean, it's, you know, um, it was first it was with the drug war. Then it was with the war on terror. Um, I, I would bet money that, you know, through guy who didn't kill himself, um, <laughs> that the next thing is going to be human trafficking. You know, Mm -hmm. well, they're human traffickers. And it's like most of the, you know, if if indeed it were only um, drug kingpins, terrorists and human traffickers, then, you know, perhaps we could perhaps we could all come to some agreement on this. But it's not. There's just the poster child that they use for, you know, stealing someone's car when they find a gram of weed mm-hmm. rolled up in the center console or something. Well my favorite and it, sounds, story. Okay. it sounds like it's this libertarian talking point and it's this, you know, thing that I'm greatly exaggerating. But people should really go read the article mm-hmm. on ammo because it's really quite shocking um, the people that are, you know, persecuted and 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 not prosecuted. Um, using these means because they don't have to prosecute you. Yep. And, and that's the, that's the craziest part about it is they don't have to bring charges. You know, yep. I mean, it's not, it's, it's like, it, it, even if it were somebody who were, who were just being prosecuted, I would probably say that it was an overreach, but it's not even people. You don't even have to be charged with a crime.
0: Yep. I've gone for, to the Supreme court, right? I mean, they've ruled on it and they've, yes. Yeah. They, yeah.
2: They, well, they tried the latest rulings. I heard they, they're trying to rein it in now. Thank God, finally. But my, my favorite anecdote about this, uh, you know, policing for profit and and civil asset forfeiture is there was a guy driving down the street. He got pulled over. The cops search his car. They find a trunk with like eighty grand in it in cash. So they take the money. They take the car. And he's like, "I'm going to buy a house. This is money <laughs> yeah. to buy a house." And they're like, "Nope, it's clearly for drugs." <laughs> the guy's like what the hell <laughs> so i don't know if he ever yeah, got his awesome. car back or his money back but yeah it's just like madness and, and you the guys know the like the this, this the is guys, money oh, for my house
1: and yeah. the cops say so, like, no money, this for, is money our for our house. margarita machines <laughs>
2: exactly yeah the policeman's ball needs a, a stripper and a cake Thank Yeah, you i mean that's the crazy
1: part of it too is all this stuff they buy that like i mean yeah. first of all i don't really think that you know small police departments in the middle of nowhere have any have any need for a tank and i'm extremely skeptical of even large departments need need, quote unquote for a tank but it's not even like oh we got you know body armor for our guys it's like we hired a clown for the parade or like (laughs) you know we we, the margarita machine is not is not like a thing i'm pulling out of thin air it's just the thing it's just the silly thing that i remember that some police department (laughs) spent you know 500 bucks on a on a margarita machine, but you yeah. tell this to like the average kind of like normal, you know, n- normal, normie conservative type person, and like they either don't believe you or it's the you know, well, uh, well, I guess the police need to gotta, need this you for you know, their- eggs, right to make an omelet. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Now yeah. take your house, boss. we'll we'll, we'll make that yeah. the egg.
0: <laughs> yeah, people think it'll never happen to them. That's, uh, that's often the thing. When it does, that's when they wake up. Yep. But uh, we, we got like 10, 15 minutes left, and I wanted to uh, dedicate a little bit of time to play America's Fastest Growing Podcast Game Show, <laughs> Is It a Crime, and Should They oh, Do Time? man. <laughs> Is it a crime? Have you have you heard of that game show, Sam?
1: No, but I want to know: Is it like? Are you asking me like in a in a philosophical sense? Is it a crime? Or Are you asking me if it violates a statute?
0: Oh no, asking you philosophical. purely philosophical. Yeah. So, Okay. Um, should it be, yeah. should it so be if, a crime, and should they oh, do? Oh man. Yeah. I'm say I think the, the more interesting, the more <laughs> I'm interesting get part. One of these wrong. <laughs> no, there's no wrong uh. answer. The more interesting part is the what if it is a crime? What should the punishment be? Yeah, because a lot of these are going to be pretty uh pretty obvious, I think. Okay, But I want. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm ready, man. Okay. I'm- <laughs> so, so the first one, and this is this is interesting. Uh, the Epilepsy Foundation uh, is oh, saying that I know Jew Goldstein's lawyer, which is
1: Jew Goldstein was his Twitter handle. Oh, I who sent the GIF. <laughs> Um, I was, I've been waiting to talk about this because I remember when this happened on Twitter, um, because a, it's hilarious. And, (laughs) but now I know I, I I, like, I know the guy's lawyer and I can't like, I I can't say anything more about it, Uh. Um, but no, I can't give you guys like the inside story on, on what's going on with, uh, Jew Goldstein's defense. But But, yeah, what's funny and it's funny too, is my father's epileptic. And he like he could look at flashing gifts all day, and it's not gonna, it's not, not gonna, gonna do anything to him. Um, mm-hmm. So, are you are you asking me if flashing gifts like? Well, hold
2: on, tell the story first, so the crowd yeah, knows. Just, just
1: so the crowd knows. So some guy whose Twitter handle was Jew Goldstein, um, which is why I keep saying that I'm not just like having some weird <laughs> anti-Semitic tick <laughs> on air right now. <laughs> That of was all the
2: times twi- for my, my Jewish-hating Tourette's to come yeah. out.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, my anti-Semitic Tourette's just came <laughs> out big time. Um, so there was this guy, it was during the 2016 election, he started a Twitter account named Jew Goldstein like with the purpose of sending um, a journalist named Kurt Eichenwald, I think I'm getting his name right, to send him a flashing GIF that allegedly... Gave him a epileptic seizure, um, which like I'm so skeptical that there, not just because like I know that there are epileptics who who flashing lights gives them gives them seizures. My father is epileptic. This is not this is not giving him a seizure. So it's not just like the mere fact of being epileptic plus flashing lights gives you a seizure. Um, But I'm deeply skeptical this that this even. Happened, uh, but that's the story anyway. Is that you well, know one like of from, the stories? Because the other, if one, you can't believe, if you can't believe a journalist from Newsweek, you know who can, <laughs> can
2: you believe? Well, so this one's a different. This is a, a similar topic, but a different story, though, with, involving because this one, Odie, we're talking about is a, like hackers, hackers. <laughs> this Is
1: another guy who did this?
0: No, this yeah, is yeah. yeah. This is recent. <laughs> this is from November.
2: Yeah, this is a They're, new one.
0: That hackers so they allegedly hacked the Epilepsy Foundation's Twitter account, <laughs> yeah, <it> posted,
2: <laughs> flashing gifs.
0: Posted and posted a series of uh, of gifts that are allegedly are meant to trigger seizures. Mm. And uh, so the, the question is: Is doing <laughs> that? Is hacking someone's Twitter account <laughs> specifically knowing that their followers are all mostly epileptic? Likely. Um, with the intent to do harm, is there is there a crime there? Is there some sort of some sort of punishment that should be involved? Um, well, I think it's definitely a crime to hack someone's Twitter, um,
1: mm. but and, and yeah, like you know, with with malicious intent, I mean, like, is it a crime to poison a water supply? Because it's it seems like yeah. similar in nature, if not in scale. Yeah. Um so I would say yeah it's a crime. I think that w- the punishment depends on if and how much anybody was actually injured. Like if it's just like oh you hack someone's Twitter account it seems more like it's a it's a civil thing. Um no. but if you know you post a bunch of flashing gifs and like you know seizures seizures are dangerous for uh, my father is just he has he has a uh, what Julius Caesar would call the falling sickness. So my father just like <laughs> falls on his ass, and like nothing really happens. Are you
2: sure he wasn't just drunk and he was lying to you about having epilepsy? No, he. Has, I've, I've never seen used him that never seen have
1: one. I've never seen him. Ha- I've never seen him have one actually. Okay. But that's. But I've heard told that when my father has a seizure, he just kind of falls on his ass and like lays there and like. You know, 10 minutes later, it gets up. It's like, whoa, what happened? Where am I? I am totally um, going
2: to use this. Next time I'm just drunk around my wife and I trip over something <laughs> yeah. and fall over, me, I'll be like, oh, it's seizures. Another seizure. I'm up no, Yeah, no, but I, I agree with Sam here. I, um, yeah, I agree that it's definitely a crime. And yeah, the, I mean, yeah, you really, with that kind of action, you really don't know. I mean, that's like if you know that there's a, a preschool full of uh, lactose intolerant children, I use that as an example as Sam continues to chug his milk then you don't go in there and like, hey, guess what? I, put, I replaced your soy milk with real milk. You know, and even if, the kids, if all that happens is they crap themselves and nobody actually uh, you know, has a, a bad allergy, you don't know the reaction to that. So I do agree. It depends on if anybody was hurt by it, but it's definitely a crime. And uh, I definitely think that there's some, some sort of comeuppance is due for that person.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely tend to agree. Obviously, hacking—you know—that's that's a crime. Hacking someone's page, stealing their their identity in some way—there's um, you know some sort of fraud involved there. So that's a crime. But yeah, what's the what are the damages? Were, yeah. there, were there any seizures? Was anyone injured? Anyone harmed? If somebody died, yeah, there could be significant uh, civil penalties involved for that. So yeah, who knows? I don't think the article cited any of that, but well, fortunately,
1: that means yeah. nothing happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they could sex that
1: up with like 10,000 dead epileptic children, right. yeah. you better believe that would be in the article.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's,
1: how, it's also how you know the TSA has never stopped terrorism because they wouldn't yeah. stop swinging their dick about it for a month.
2: Yeah, true that. See, this is why we do that. This is why yeah. the fingers go in your cavities, people. Yeah, it's true. They never talk about anything they've actually solved. But we read a lot about you know journalists and other people sneaking through knives and bombs and guns on airplanes constantly.
0: Or the so TSA we see, just crowing, just stealing people's
2: stuff. Right. You hear a lot, about stuff. That. a lot of that. Yeah, yep, a lot of that.
0: All right, next next thing I want to talk about, and I'm trying to spin this into that: is it a crime? Should they do time? Mold, but I'm having trouble with it. So maybe just weigh in on it. So Boise, Idaho, was they're wanting to put their homeless people. They had space in in, in a jail, and they were trying to use that jail as a place to house homeless people rather than them sleeping out on the street. And the ninth the Ninth Circuit Court shot that down. The Supreme court has declined to weigh in on it. And, uh, what, what are you guys thoughts on that? Do you think that putting homeless people in, in a, in a jail or uh, to get them off the streets or to house them in well, some sort of government, government housing is, should that be allowable?
2: Let me weigh on this as, as a, a person who lives in one of the homeless capitals of the of the world right now. Um, in like beautiful Los Angeles. So, A couple of things on this. Number one, uh, the Supreme Court also said that homeless people are allowed to sleep on sidewalks and in public through fairs uh, in cities if the city did not provide enough shelter and housing for them, which I want to say I reject that on its face because it is absurd to say that a, a city has to provide housing for anybody that wants to come in. Otherwise, they can sleep on the middle of the damn sidewalks and in the streets. It is absurd. And I can't believe that that ruling got passed. Uh, number two, I don't. I mean, look, man, our our taxes are paying for jails anyway, whether or not you know the beds are filled or not. I say if there's housing available and if homeless are voluntarily, not not forced into these places, but if they're voluntarily, like, hey, you could go sleep in that bed cell. We're not going to lock you in. <laughs> you know, you can come and go. I guess. I don't. I, why is there a problem with that?
1: Well, they were arresting them, weren't they? I mean, it wasn't just that they were. Offering up I, jails for them to live in, which I don't what,
0: think cha- Which I don't think changes the substance of what you're saying,
1: but I just want to be, you know.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it does because arrested. I mean, yeah, they could just go out and commit a, a minor crime anyway to try to get into a jail. Right? Which I don't
2: know why homeless people don't do that. If I, I think was a lot homeless, do, they do. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. do. I'd be like, I'd be like, lock me up, man. Give me the food. Give me this. You know. I forget um, who. I,
1: I'm gonna say it's a crime, <laughs> um, because <laughs> like. It's a, it's, I mean, it seems like a property crime to me. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to kind of, you know, it's not that I have no, you know, sympathy for these people, but um, if you live in Boise, you know, and you're, you're raising a family in Boise, you are not going to want homeless yeah. camps all over the, all over the streets. Um, mm-hmm. I think that vagrancy laws, are entirely appropriate for municipalities to enforce. Um, and I'm even fine with them enforcing them selectively um, mm. because I, I, it's, you know, going back to the peace officer thing. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a judgment for municipalities to make. I mean, it's like, cause the thing too, man is you could, okay. So say, say they're not going to enforce vagrancy laws or like, public camping you know okay we'll enforce yeah. public urination laws you think that there's s- gonna be i think there ain't gonna be a lot of overlap between who ends up in a jail cell <laughs> from yeah. or, or in san francisco no camping
0: they'll, and they'll change the laws so you, you can defecate in the street yep
1: right exactly does, i mean that's the thing is like i have recently right in the right in the middle of the aisle Do they enforce it <laughs> i've know. i've lived in cities with big big homeless populations and you know it's like 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 you said it's ridiculous to say that a municipality owes housing people are like you know outraged by this then they should pressure their municipality to to get rid of the law and Mm -hmm. let that sit for six months and then you know maybe revisit it and see if they still have the same opinion Mm -hmm. because i doubt very much that they do that they that they will yeah um what what should the punishment be i don't know man night in jail <laughs> like something something toast something token and uncomfortable like they shouldn't be you know, having you shouldn't to watch the new people. cats movie Let's make them do that <laughs> it should be more of more of a the law should be more of a deterrent i think in that example than you know more about deterrence than about than about punitive enforcement, it's more about keeping homeless camps off your street than it is about locking up homeless people. Yeah, then right. a
0: night in jail might not be a deterrent. That might be, yeah, a true.
1: Right, it might. you got to break up be. the
2: camps, though. Yeah, you got to break up the camps. You can't have people yeah. like. I mean, I watched. I literally watched in L.A. You know, you're not allowed. You're, you're not allowed to block uh, sidewalks as, and that's something they can kick them off for. But there's just a guy's tent blocking an entire sidewalk. There's somebody literally in a motorized wheelchair. Had to go into the street against traffic to go around this goddamn sidewalk that's blocked by this homeless man's tent and all his crap. And I'm like, this is the problem. This is right. this poor this poor guy in a wheelchair can't get down the sidewalk to get whatever he's going. Uh, it's, it's Wasn't there a thing king. on the
1: news in LA like over the last month about a homeless man dumping poop? Yes, on yep, head? an
2: entire like Home Depot bucket full of feces and urine. And just yeah, and I mean like I hot think that there's a urine on someone in the car. There's awful. there's
1: this also there's this like stupid liberal thing about you know the homeless are these are these are these noble are right, like yeah. modern noble savages who are like yeah. there's like you know it's like uh what's his name Joe Pesci's character in that movie with uh brendan fraser from the 90s we're like oh yeah Mm. there's a homeless savant living out on the street Uh, yeah or or like they
2: they wrote that yeah the soloist with robert downey jr is a homeless cello uh savant you're like yeah you know for every one of those guys there's about a hundred thousand psychopath drug-addled maniacs that want to dump feces on your head
1: and i think that like there's this there's a legitimate problem with housing There is for sure. Right. There's, there's like, there's a legitimate problem with housing. Um, but yeah, the majority of homeless people are like, you know, not people that you're going to want your kid walking down the street. Like, through a camp of them, so yeah. Well, nor nor do you want them to be your neighbor, and, and housing is one of the
2: issues, but it's not the core issue. It's like it's also lax enforcement of laws, uh, ample benefits for these people. So we actually have homeless coming in from other states in droves to L.A. Too. This is not a lot of people are not even domestic homeless. They're right. uh, they're imported homeless. So fancy homeless.
0: Do you know what L.A. needs to do to fix that problem? Build a wall.
2: Ah, there you go.
0: <laughs> Out of out of old
2: churros, old discarded churros. All right, well, that's
1: the, that's another piece of irony is how many walls there are in L.A. Like there's a wall around yep. every house, and you know, gotta have it, Hills and Bel Air. I
2: have a, I have a wall, and I'm I'm building an additional fence as soon as I can. <laughs> Did your neighbors pay for your wall? I'm trying to get them to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think we're uh, we're out of time here, unfortunately. But uh, before we let you go, Sam, if you could. Uh, let the good people out there know where they can find your work, which is ammo.com. But if there's anywhere else, I don't know, do you have work anywhere else or anywhere else you want to guide people to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook? No, ammo.com
1: forward slash podcast is, you know, where you can get some discounted ammo. Um, so I would, I would put, tell, tell people to go there. Uh, and also, you know, the resistance library on, um, ammo.com you'll find a ton of my work there i'll send you guys some links in an email so you can put it in the show notes and people can kind of see what they're you know getting at and for me it'll just be you know a a 404 page but you guys will actually be able to uh (laughs) read it and look at it
2: all right well until next time uh you know don't let your wife see the credit card checks that have been done uh for you to get through the porn wall that the uk has and uh, be, good.
0: <laughs> be good. Merry Christmas. This is, this is a family show, Brian. At least you saved that for the end. So most people probably stop listening by now. I see it's but, so
2: funny. Sam, if you've been trying to look at porn again, I see the credit card got dinged by the
1: uh, the, the UK government. You sound just like her. I
0: knew I would. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. This was fun. We'll do, yeah, it. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. Please for do. Sure. All yeah, right, brother. We'll see Merry Christmas, Peace. guys. Merry Christmas. Yep. Merry Christmas to you, man. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode with my guests, Brian McWilliams, who you all know well from Electric Liberty Land, and Sam Jacobs from Ammo.com. I really enjoyed the conversation today. Hope you did, too. I learned a lot. I'm not going to take up a lot of your time. I know this is a busy, busy holiday season, and you have graciously listened to this far end, so you must be a true fan, a wonderful, wonderful person who cares more about other people than you do yourself. So in that mind, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being such a good person and a wonderful human being, for caring more about other people and wanting to uh, to give back. And if you're looking for ways to give back this holiday season – then I would suggest that you consider joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. If you haven't already, what is the Lions of Liberty Pride? Well, it's a place where people who love this podcast, love this show, love the ideas of liberty, want to join us as we here at Lions of Liberty strive to develop more liberty lovers, more people who are passionate about the ideas of liberty. If you're passionate about that, about growing this movement, please join us. You can join the Lions of Liberty Pride by going to patreon.com slash of Liberty and joining at any level you're comfortable with. We have a level for almost any uh, size uh, wallet that you want to pull out and toss in our plate every single month. The bonus content you're going to get is fantastic. Uh, I will go out and uh, say uh, unapologetically that it is the best we give you the most bang for your buck um, from a bonus content standpoint out of anyone out there in the liberty movement and on top of that of course you get the the more money you give us per month of course the more access you get the more merchandise you get things like that and uh, we appreciate all of it very much we have some great goals set up for 2020 we are excited uh, to reach them and we want you on board to help out so join us patreon.com slash Lions of liberty that's all i got today guys this is john odermatt signing off merry christmas happy new year always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning